I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. HD you are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Capital Calculus, the show which focuses on the intersection of politics and economics, something that is critical in democracies like India, especially in influencing what the little guy gets or does not get. Every week, this show. We'll explore this intersection to try and give you a fresh perspective on the week that was. I'm your host, Anil Padmanabhan. Last week, the Goods and Services Tax Council, the federal entity overseeing GST, met. Like every meeting these days, this too was a video conference. It had one task, resolve the fault lines arising over claims of non-payment of GST compensation to states. It turned out to be the most acrimonious meeting ever. At the end of five hours, it was an all-out war between the centre and states. The council, for now, has all but buried the idea of cooperative federalism, the founding principle of GST. Listen to Manpreet Badal, Finance Minister for Punjab, share his views just after the meeting. The otherwise soft-spoken and genial man was visibly disturbed and pained. Government of India ki the union government is showing no commitment to its federal obligations. The meeting today did not take place in a cordial environment. The centre quoted the Attorney General to deny our dues. I cannot understand why this was not circulated ahead of the meeting. Obviously, we see a trust deficit. Clearly, the divide between the centre and states is worsening day by day, undermining the very idea of GST, one nation, one tax. Tragic because it launched three years ago with great expectations, not just as the biggest piece of tax reform ever. Instead, the GST compact was held up as an example of the new federal polity to define India, one in which everyone pooled their fiscal sovereignty for the larger good of India. Listen to what Arun Jaitley, the then finance minister, said at the GST launch three years ago. We are in the process of making history with the launch of the goods and services tax. At the midnight hour, at the midnight hour, we will be launching one of India's biggest and most ambitious tax and economic reforms in history. The GST may be a destination tax, but for India, it will begin altogether a new journey. It's a journey where India will awake to limitless possibilities 
to expand its economic horizons and loftier political visions. The old India was economically fragmented. The new India will create one tax, one market and for one nation. Arun Jaitley did not stop at the big picture. He went on to emphatically acknowledge states as an equal stakeholder in the new federal polity. The constitution says that India is a union of states. The union is strong if both the states and the centre are strong. That is the real meaning of cooperative federalism. While enacting the GST, neither the centre nor the states give up their sovereignty. They have pooled their sovereignty to make joint decisions on indirect taxation. In a large and complex federal system of multi-party democracy, with the centre, 29 states, two union territories with legislatures, and a wide divergent interest, we have implemented a constitution amendment and brought in a large tax reform displaying a high point of Indian politics. It is clear that the original vision has somehow lost out. Is it the end of the road for GST or is it just a moment? To understand this and more, I spoke to Haseeb Dravu. Not only is he an erudite economist, Haseeb is also the former finance minister of Jammu and Kashmir. He was part of the team which put together the GST architecture, hence a person with perfect credentials. Regular listeners of this podcast would have heard him before. I began by asking him to share his first thoughts on the unsavory centre versus state face-off last week. But I think these are first cracks that have appeared in the uh, GST, uh, the edifice of GST, so to say, starting with uh, the issue of compensation. I think this is what is most likely to bring centre and states to a head. So, Haseeb, uh, what happened? A year ago, we were talking about pooled sovereignty making GST possible. And uh, so, what happened to the spirit of cooperative federalism? Seems to have disappeared. I think the whole idea which, you know, the, which was constructed in the DNA of uh, the GST Council after pooling of sovereignties was really uh, in terms of uh, trying to work towards a cooperative federal system. But... Uh, we have been seeing both the architecture of GST as well as the consensus GST uh, coming off a bit in the recent past. But uh, currently it's got stuck on something because I think uh, something uh, which is the centre has done has triggered this off, which is to basically renege on a contract uh, for compensation. If wise heads don't come together, paper over these cracks, what could be the fallout? So I think the, it's not that it's been it's, it's really lost, no. I would imagine the Prime Minister um, could kind of make a statement saying, you know, this has happened to the GST Council and I think we need to take a broader view of this. One nation, one tax. And also we are better positioned than states. We should look at arriving at a solution that is mutually acceptable. So, Asib, uh, you are suggesting that the, it is time for the Prime Minister to intervene because it, uh, he has owned the idea of one nation, one tax. Not just that, Anil. I think the biggest systemic risk to the Indian economy, apart from the ongoing one, really in terms of structural risk, is the centre-state uh, relations. It has reached a new low uh, in a number of ways, uh, and it's going to be manifested in some more ways, which actually can have serious 
not just economic but political implications for the country uh, see so you are suggesting that uh, this economic fallout can now transcend to politics which could impact the very idea of india yes you have you have definitely moved away from cooperative federalism to what is looking like coercive federalism and there are bound to be political uh, implications of this and we are now not very far away from the finance commission report from whatever earlier terms of reference were there it was looking not very good for the states then in a couple of years we are heading into a delimitation commission where you will see the reallocation of seats where again the population issue becomes critical you will have south getting concerned about it so this is not a time when actually you can you know um, be lax about how to manage center state uh, relations not just fiscal relations but overall economic constitutional political relations at the moment the bone of contention is the gst compensation owed to states it's based on a formula that guarantees states a 14% growth in annual gst receipts any shortfall will be made up by the union government at the last meeting the center tried to walk this pledge back i asked hasib as to what was the logic of this seemingly unfair federal bargain after all he was in the room that day when the deal was struck and my understanding was that it's not a compensation it's a minimum guarantee 14% minimum guarantee will come to the states so it would have an effect and in fact i spoke to after the meeting i spoke to the um, finance minister mr jetley as i said sir this is looking very open ended and cause a problem at some point of time and his response was which was amazing he said you know uh, we have shared uh, we have pooled sovereignties asib and uh, if we want one nation one tax this is the price we have to pay for it and that's how he saw it now that thought is not coming through today from what hasib says and my own conversation with insiders it is clear that a key missing ingredient is a soft touch what can best be described as the jetly way of managing consensus oh no question i mean he, he handled it very very differently it was amazing first of all it was consensus based so there was no question of he didn't want to get to a voting he didn't even allow it allow that happen the way he would navigate these issues they would honestly even if the bureaucracy would come up with proposals which were off the central bureaucracy mr jetly would actually not push that proposal he would seek uh, inputs from states much of the work that went into the council and stuff was actually very very collaborative and uh, i think that's what has missed what's missing today that you know you can't go to a meeting and have a table agenda which says the uh, attorney general says we don't have to share i mean you obviously 30 states are going to react to you in a very adverse manner jetly had that something extra about him the fierce belief in the personal touch the best part of which i remember very fondly was two things he would say you know of the of the record he would first of all whenever there was a sticky situation we would go for a coffee break suddenly even if it was 1:30 and we said lunch we would suddenly go in for a i think we should go for a coffee break and all kinds of uh, things were ironed out during coffee breaks and he preferred coffee breaks which is what you know kind of one said in when you talk to people you typical punjabi style he would say you know aankhon mein lihaz hota hai when you look eye to eye unfortunately arun jetli is no more and it is unfair to measure the new incumbent with the predecessor's record but the question remains is there a way out of this impasse 
the this entire episode has destroyed the trust quotient between the center and states how do you think it can be restored i think very simply very very simply by going up and first owning up uh, the fact that center is not just constitutionally but morally obliged to uh, compensate the states for loss of revenue that has happened number 1 number 2 don't position it as a center versus states issue it is not a center versus states issue it's a issue of both of these third recognize the fact that when there is a 100 rupee drop in the collections of the uh, country in terms of revenues 72 paisa are borne by the states only 28 paisa is the net loss for center therefore the automatic thing is that you would want send states to combine when you add the fact that 80% of expenditure on health is done by the states, then you see the kind of squeeze uh, that the states will be facing. So you can't kind of you know pass on any further burden to them. Fourth point, who is better placed to raise debt, center or states? Very obviously center. So in all these considerations, uh, it turns out that you should actually first reach out, discuss with them, negotiate a certain position, arrive at it jointly, where you cut down the rate of 14 minimum guarantee, maybe from 14 to 10%, and center borrows the money, maybe not directly, I'll give the states a guarantee, borrows it, let the states borrow it, and then center repays after three years in the form of a bullet repayment to whoever the uh, borrowing is coming from. So I think the it's not that it's been it's, it's really lost. Despite everything, Hasib does hang on to his optimism. Good thing indeed. But what he is not saying is that this is no longer a challenge to be left to bureaucrats in North Block. Instead, it is time for the politicians to step in to save the idea of one nation, one tax. To begin with, they have to fix the perception problem. From equal partners, the centre is all of a sudden coming across as a big brother. Clearly, this has unsettled the states. Remember. The state FMs are a bunch of reasonable people. They have always, despite deep political differences, taken the side of reason. They therefore need to be reassured, told they always mattered. The onus is on the union government. Surely, they know that politics is rarely about what you do. Instead, it is about what you are seen to be doing. That's all for today. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Do share your feedback and ideas. You can reach me on Twitter at Capital Calculus or on Facebook and Instagram at HT Smartcast. I'll be back next week with a new episode of Capital Calculus. Till then, stay safe. This was a Mint production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.